Hey, everybody. Welcome to Scratching the Surface podcast. I'm your host, Austin Douglas. And here on Scratching the Surface, we talk about, well, let's turn the phone off. That's how you know this is excellence right here. Anyway, we talk about the green industry, entrepreneurship, life, arboriculture, business. I mean, you name it. We try and scratch the surface on a lot of different topics. And the topic for today is something that more than likely we've all done when we were kids, right? I mean, I don't know. Have you ever climbed a tree out there in your life? I know I have. I've climbed a lot of trees. And when I was a kid, you know, you do things and you think you're invincible. So you climb to the top of the tree and you don't even think about the consequences of falling or anything like that. And since I have obtained my uh, ISA certified arborist certification, I've learned a lot about climbing trees and what it takes, the gear, knowing the ratings for the gear, how to climb, various ways to climb. I mean, there's a ton of different ways to climb trees. And so if you're in like lawn care or landscaping, this show might not be for you, but it might be for you. I don't know. You know, I, I have had a fascination with climbing trees ever since I've gone down this road, ever since I've seen people climb trees professionally. It's just, it's blown my mind to see what they do. And over the winter, um, while my wife and I, we were down in Mexico visiting family, I got to watch uh, our cousin's tree care company. They were doing some work down there for a park, doing some municipal work. And it was fascinating to watch these guys climb around trees and, and seeing what they were doing. And it was just, I don't know, it was, it was wild to see for me. I don't know if it was wild because you guys weren't there, but it was just interesting to watch them and how they did it and how they got up there and how they got down and everything in between. It was just, it was wild. So I've gained this fascination and uh, just today I actually received a shipment of some climbing gear. Now I have no intention of becoming a climbing arborist per se that does tree work. I really, I have no intention of doing that. I do have the intention of knowing how to do it. I would like to know how to do it because it'll I'll at least be able to talk with the climbers like I know what I'm talking about and we'll have like a base of how we climb. So to me, it's like, well, I might as well learn this, right? I mean, you purchase the gear and for the most part, the gear's almost good forever. I mean, it's not, but it's going to last you a long, long time if you take care of it. And like I said, I don't plan on doing like any crazy commercial tree work, so I'm not going to be too harsh on my gear. But I, I, today I received a harness, a uh, steel core lanyard, a petzel, a chicane, a foot ascender, a knee ascender, a throw line, throw ball, and a cube, and a rope, like a 150-foot rope, almost a 200-foot rope. I'm not exactly sure. It's big. <laughs> it's plenty big for anything I need to do. Um, but it's just, you know, you, you get this gear, right? And it's... I mean, it's amazing. I could go out there with a chainsaw and the gear that I purchased and go make money. I mean, just like that, you know, guys do it with less guys do it with, you know, a harness, some gaffs or spikes, and they climb up trees with a chainsaw and they cut branches and they take away money. I wanted to do it correctly, which correctly means that you don't have to use spikes or gaffs climbing trees. You know, unless you're doing a removal, that's the only time where it's really acceptable or to save someone's life. Obviously, at that point, the tree is not 
of any value compared to the person that's up there potentially. And I'm excited. You know, immediately I started opening up boxes going, what's this? What's this? What's this? Let me put it together. And I got up in a tree today. I got up maybe 10 feet off the ground. And for having been the first time that I've ever climbed, that was pretty cool. You know, I, I tested the system as a, a MRS system or a moving rope system. And then I also tested it as an SRS system or a stationary rope system. And it was just interesting to, to see both, both methods of climbing a tree. And I can't wait to climb other trees. You know, the real, like the real premise behind why I wanted to get this gear was because at my mom's house, she has a 150, maybe 200 year old oak tree. And it needs, it needs some pruning. It, it really does. It's got a lot of deadwood in it. The deadwood can be dangerous. Um, it's at a lake house. So everyone's walking underneath this tree all the time. And it's just, there's danger. There's a risk with that deadwood being up there. And so I wanted to, I wanted to do it. You know, I'm a certified arborist. I absolutely have the capacity to prune a tree. I just, I've never climbed before. And so to me it was, well, you know, I had my mom go get some quotes on, on pruning this oak tree and it's big. Okay. I'm not, it's big. And the quotes she got were like 3,200 to prune this tree. And I don't even think that included cleanup of the wood. I think that was just 3,200 to prune it. And so I'm thinking, well, I can get this gear and I can go up in the tree and I can do this, right? It's not that hard. You just have to get the gear. And it's not like this is the last time that this oak tree is ever going to need pruning. And, you know, it's just like, well, it's an investment. I live on 10 acres and I have plenty of trees out here that, you know, are going to need pruning over the course of years and years and years. And so to me, it was like, well, why, why not purchase this gear? You're going to have it. You're going to use it. And all you need to do is learn how to climb and do it safely, right? Because let's be honest, climbing is dangerous, right? Especially when you have a chainsaw. You're dangling in trees and, and you're cutting limbs and you're above the ground and one wrong move, the rope snaps and down you go. And we don't want to do that. So I wanted to learn with the objective of, of taking care of, you know, my mom's oak tree, the trees on my property. Not necessarily because I, I don't want to use a tree service because there's obviously trees that I'm not going to touch. If they're by uh, electrical hazards, I have no desire to go up in that tree. Someone else can if they want to, but I don't want to do that. But I would like to be able to prune my mom's oak tree. I think that would be pretty cool, you know, to say, yeah, I pruned this. Every time I walk by it, I pruned it. I did air spade work on it and, and found the root flare because this thing was like two feet deep in soil. And then I'm also going to administer a uh, tree growth regulator to it to try and, and revitalize its health. And it was just one of those things. It was one of those purchases that, you know, I'm going to use this stuff, not even like in my profession. I don't intend to, like I said, I don't intend to become like a commercial tree care company. That is not my desire whatsoever. But I do intend to learn a new skill set. And if that skill set can possibly make me some money, then sure. But I don't, I'm not going out there pushing that, so to say. Although I could, I could go probably sell one job and pay for all the gear and then some and, and make a profit. But that's not the goal. The goal was just to learn a new skill set. The goal was to, you know, cross a bridge from somebody who's never climbed a tree the right way 
with gear and mechanical advantages and ropes and harnesses to the climbers that do it every day. You know, I want to be able to talk on their level and say what I use and, and what they use. And, you know, I, I'll tell them, it's like, I don't climb trees professionally, but I do know how to do it. And I think it's, it's interesting to be able to go up in a tree and see it from a new perspective because you can look at a tree on the ground and you get one perspective. But if you go up in the tree, you get a completely new perspective. So that's always something to be mindful of. Um, but it's cool. I'm excited. I'm very, very excited. It was, uh, it's something that I've been delaying the purchase of for quite some time because I have wanted it for quite some time, but you know, it's just delay, delay, delay. And then finally I said, okay, I'm going to do it. And I think it's, you know, business is good. Cash flow is good. So it's like, why not obtain this thing? Because I know I'm going to use it this fall when I prune that oak tree. And that's, that's exciting, but enough of climbing. Okay. Even though climbing trees is really cool. If you have any desire to learn how to climb trees, I highly recommend that you look up your local ISA workshop or local ISA chapter and see if they have a climbing workshop. Typically they probably will host one and just to teach people how to do it. Um, other than that, I mean, go find a tree care company or, uh, you know, make friends with the climber and be like, Hey man, can you teach me? Cause they'll teach you the right way. And the right way is not just grabbing some limbs and going up. The right way is using specific ropes that are designed to do it, using certain friction hitches, using certain mechanical devices, if that's what you want to use, using certain harnesses, certain carabiners. I mean, everything is rated and designed for the arborist and arboriculture. Like, I think the carabiners and rope I have are all designed for like 3,300 pounds of force, which that's a lot. You know, my body weight, even if I tie in in a certain way, I will never reach that force personally. I never will. And it's, excuse me. And it's, it's one of those things that you, you learn your gear and you learn to trust your gear and then you learn to trust yourself in the tree. You know, I was watching something the other day and, and an arborist was saying, you know, the, the one thing that he's learned over time is that he trusts his gear. He trusts himself. He said he worries about the tree. Is the tree going to fail? Did he tie into too small of a branch? And that's what he worries about now. So that, that takes time, right? I'm sure that takes well over a hundred climbs and in various different species to understand and and think about, you know, what that perspective, but I know most of you out there probably are not arborists. You're probably not climbers, but if you are, or even if climbing interests you, go check it out. You know, everything that I've really learned on climbing was either through the ISA study guide or YouTube. There's a lot of cool climbers out there that share a lot of knowledge. They share what knots to, to use. They share the difference reviews between mechanical devices um, the moving rope system or MRS technique for climbing versus the SRS technique for climbing. You know, they're all, there's a lot of people sharing a lot of knowledge out there. You know, the only way that I learned what I've learned to go up in a tree today was because I watched a bunch of YouTube videos of climbers that have a lot more experience than me. And what does that say about technology? That says that you can go on the internet and learn almost anything you want realistically, probably everything you could ever want 
you can find on the internet. You can find somebody that has the experience, has the know-how, and is willing to put it out there. And that's really cool if you think about it. Because for a long time, that was not the case. You know, whether whether you're looking up like business stuff or, you know, climbing stuff or how to do a certain lawn care stuff or landscaping, there's people out there willing to share that knowledge. And that's that's really cool. I, I want to share my knowledge with Poison Ivy. You know, I feel like that's needed and people should watch it. And so I'm going to start uploading content to YouTube. And people will find it interesting or they won't. You know, I really don't know, but it's, it's coming. It just, it takes time to film all these properties and to put it up on YouTube. You know, meanwhile, I'm also filming properties for the courses that I'm creating to teach people how to do poison ivy work. And it's, it's a lot, especially when you're getting home at like eight o'clock every night. It is a lot. And you still gotta be a dad. You still gotta be a husband, business owner. You still gotta be a son to your mother. I mean, it's just there's so much going on all the time, but it's a good thing. I wouldn't have it any other way. And I hope if you are struggling out there with this season or this se- this season specifically, as far as where we are in the work season, um, hang tight because it'll, it'll ease up and then you'll get into like a, a coasting phase and then it'll, it'll be winter and then it'll be calm and then you'll be, just crawling in your skin, wishing you could work again. But yeah, today was a good day work-wise. Um, today I did quite a few poison ivy jobs. A couple of them were kind of gravy. One of them was a previous client. I went to their their house, inspected the property, and I didn't find any poison ivy whatsoever, which was really cool. And then they had a, a bunch of bonsai trees in their backyard that they've been growing and cultivating and bonsai trees are just wild. I don't know if you've ever seen them in person. It's just so weird, but it's so cool at the same time. But, uh, yeah. So there's that job. And then I had a couple jobs today where it was, it was very simple. It was just vines growing up houses. You know, one house had a really tall vine, but it was one single vine crawling up the house. This vine went up two, three stories and it was all the way up, all the way up to the top of the house, going over the roof. It was gigantic. And then the other house um, had like six or seven vines that were climbing up the house. And they were crawling and climbing up into the screens and over the windows of the house. Now, typically when that happens, the poison ivy aerial roots, the little hairs on the vine, they weave their way into the screens and you pretty much have to destroy the screen which sucks but it just it is what it is there's really no way to get it out um i mean i I suppose you could try with like a razor blade but you're just sitting there all day just using a razor blade to cut poison ivy you're probably going to end up cutting the screen and so through experience i've learned that if poison ivy is growing in screens the screen's pretty much screwed in very very seldom situations Will the screen survive? But uh, we're going to do a removal there. The other one, the tall vine, we're not going to do a removal. Um, that client told me that, you know, she was planning on selling the house. And I said, well, you know, you really don't know what they're doing in your area. They're just tearing down houses and building new ones. So I would inform them of what you've done. And if they want to remove it, then they can. And if they're just going to bulldoze the house down, then 
why pay for that? It doesn't make sense. So it's looking out for their wallet, you know, and then what else did we do? Um, did a follow-up treatment down in Inkster, Michigan. That was really cool. Pretty simple, straightforward, smaller lot, poison ivy growing in the grass, which is really weird and, and rare. And, uh, took care of that. What else? Went to a old, old, old friend of mine's. She had some pulkweed growing on her property. And if you don't know what pulkweed is, is this horrible plant that grows up. It's got like a green fibrous stalk, sometimes purple, and it produces berries. But the root system is just so immense underground. And she needed some help killing it. So went over there and did that. I had to go back to a property. I missed one single plant in the landscape. It was buried underneath some suckers on a crab apple. And the client found it. And it's like, dang it, how did I miss that? It, it kept me up all night, to be honest. I was just going through the whole situation in my mind. How did I miss this? Because it really bothers me when I miss plants. You know, it's, it's different in the woods when you're spraying a ton of poison ivy. Like, I know I'm going to miss stuff there. But how did I miss a plant in the landscaping? I don't know if I, when I went to go inspect in the suckers, I just pushed away with my hand and my hand was covering it. I really don't know, but it literally kept me up all night. And the client was really nice about it. She was super sweet. Um, told me not to worry about it. She still thinks that we're fantastic. She just noticed that today. And so I immediately went out there and took care of it. And then my last job of the day, I had to reschedule. It was getting too late. I had phone calls to make and I had scheduling to do. <sighs> And then I had to do paperwork and then I had to do a podcast. Meanwhile, before this podcast, I was trying to climb a tree because I got all this gear and I said, I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do this. And it's, it's been a long time since I've done something that I legitimately want to do. Like to me, climbing a tree is a couple things, right? One, it's learning a new skill set. Two, it's recreation. It's a way for me to just enjoy myself and kind of escape because I'm just going to focus on climbing the tree. And then it's also a workout. If you've ever tried to climb a tree with gear, it is a workout. You know, I'm not climbing up with saws or anything like that. So I don't have a ton of weight on me, but I, I have my own body weight. And if I climb a tree 10 times, well, you're using a lot of core strength to do it. And so it's, it's just, it's interesting. It's, I'm getting a, a workout. I'm getting like a recreational time and I'm learning a new skill set all at the same time. So I pretty much, I, I view this, uh, the climbing gear is like, I just purchased a gym membership to anywhere on earth that has trees, which is pretty wild, right? Like it's a, it's a lifetime membership essentially, but that's cool, right? I can take it anywhere and it's all, everything's pretty compact. I could put it in a bag and really take it anywhere. But yeah, so this podcast can be short and sweet. I'm going to go in and hang out with family. I need to. I missed my son, missed my wife, and I got to go do that. So I hope all of you are doing well out there. I hope you're out there crushing it. Keep it up. Keep trucking. You got it. You can do this. And I will see you guys in the next one. Take care and God bless.